All right, boys and girls, we have a special edition of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow podcast. As everybody knows by now, we're recording this Monday evening on uh, is April, April 13th. Um, Kyle Larson stepped all over himself in an iRacing event where he thought his microphone was closed. It turns out that it was not. It was an open mic. Everybody could hear him. He said the N-word. Um, what struck me as odd, Jimmy Wags, as we bring you in, is that he made it sound like that was not the first time that he said it because he had people in his ear, spotter, I guess, other people on channel said, hey, man, um, <laughs> this, is, this is an open mic. Um, so it certainly did not look good any way you slice it up. There is nothing you can do to make this, to spin this in a positive direction, Jimmy Wags. As a African-American fan of the sport, can we call you young, Jimmy Wags? I, I, I don't want to say your age, but can we call – I mean, you're closer to middle age than you are young age, are you not? Uh, I w- I'm spry. I'm spry. I'm, spry? I'm older okay. than Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson you older, older than Kyle Larson, younger and, than me. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit my age. I'm. I'm 33. I'll be 34 this year. So. 33 uh, year old African American man hailing from Baltimore, Maryland. Jimmy Wags, you've been a NASCAR fan for a long time. We've uh, um, had you on the podcast many times. Uh, as a matter of fact, people don't know you're going to host the podcast uh, later this year. But um, what were your initial thoughts when? when you heard Kyle Larson say what he said, what, gather me around here what you, uh, what was going through your head when this all came out. Well, in, in, in all honesty, I found out at 3.30 this morning. So um, I had we, actually tuned in to watch the uh, Monza Madness last night, and um, I was wore out. I, I wound up falling asleep before the race even started. So uh, I woke up 3.30 this morning and uh, checked my phone, and I saw these text messages, and I'm like, What's going on? So uh jumped on Twitter and um, saw that Kyle Lawson was trending. And then, obviously, um, I saw the uh, video and, and heard what he said. And um, I think my initial reaction, man, was just shock and just disappointment. Um, you know, these guys are, they're, you know, they're role models to a lot of people out there. And um, to hear him use that word in the tone and the content, uh, uh, condemnation in which he used it um, is is very shocking and and extremely disappointing. I think I've seen a lot of tweets uh, on Twitter, um, you know, discussing and uh, you know I, I feel the same way about it. It um, is just uh, I was really disappointed today. Well, um, that sentiment is certainly shared uh, across all social media platforms from. What I can gather. Let's bring in Rochelle Boykin from uh, California. Rochelle, um, we've had you on the show many times before. Became a fan 2014 while watching the rain-delayed Daytona 500. Um, you have gone yourself, as Jimmy Wags, to um, the uh, NASCAR race in Darlington, South Carolina. Darlington or South Carolina is a state that basically in, uh, invented African slavery as the um, slave ships came into Charleston, South Carolina, then later into Savannah, Georgia. You didn't have any issues there. 
saw a great race, enjoyed your time, been to many races, as have um, Jimmy Wags, and I'm not putting words in your mouth. You've said many times you've never seen an issue or that sort of thing as an African-American going to a race, but as you heard what Kyle Larson said and watched it, what were your first reactions when you um, when you heard what he said? Uh, initially, I was shocked. I was, you know, watching TV, and my husband was sitting here watching TV, and I happened to click on one of the Facebook groups I'm in, and they were like, Kyle Larson says the N-word with the hard R. And I was like, what? So yeah. then I flipped over to Twitter and, you know, started searching, and I'm like, Kyle Larson is trending, and this is weird, and <laughs> came across the video, and me and my husband both looked at each other, and we're like, wow. I, I mean, same thing. I was initially just really shocked, you know, disappointed. But then there was, like, I don't know if it was disappointing him or just the level of comfortableness he had when, you know, I saw the video and the way it just kind of rolled off his mouth. I was like, okay, so this has been said before, just the way he used it. And I was like, wow, you know, just, like, I, not that I would think anybody would say it, even though I know people still use the word. I was just kind of shocked it came from him. Like, he was the driver that would say that. I was like, wow. Rochelle, here's, here's what I first, when I first saw it. I immediately was brought to the fact that he said it with ease. It was definitely mm-hmm. not the first time that he had uttered that during a race. As a matter of fact, it came out there so seamlessly. It, it, and, and, of course, I don't know, but I'm telling you from my 50 years' experience on this earth, that's is a part of his of his language when he's on there, probably with his buddies thinking he's um, close or whatever like that. And I tell you, I, I share the same sentiment that you and Jimmy do. I was completely shocked. Here is a young man, is a, a, a biracial uh, makeup. He's got Asian heritage. He's gone through the Drive for Diversity program, and he's been he's had slurs, you know. Thrown at him over the course of his career, and he's made light of some of the, some of the he's made jokes, of, you know, here and there with him being of Asian descent and that sort of thing. But of all people in the entire garage, I would have not picked Kyle Larson. He just it just does not seem part of any of his character. But this is something that we just can't. We just we we have to address and Jimmy Wags. I'm going to ask you this question. We'll go to Rochelle. He's lost his sponsorship from McDonald's. He's lost his sponsorship from Bank One. Uh, they are still going to stay with Chip Ganassi Racing, but uh, I've seen some people on Twitter say that that's too harsh. I've seen some people on Twitter say that's not harsh enough. We're talking about less than 24 hours since the incident, Jimmy Wags. Do you think it's an appropriate step that that happening right now with the consequences he's dealing with? Um, I, I mean, I have to commend, I'll commend NASCAR and Chip Ganassi Racing for getting out in front of it. You know, they um, they did their, their investigation, um, I'm guessing through the night and through the morning, and made their statement that they were uh, both suspending Kyle Larson. Uh, obviously, subsequently, um, Credit One Bank and McDonald's decided to terminate their relationship with Kyle Larson and, um, you know, um, my thing about it is that, you know, you, you, this is what you said and you have to suffer the consequences, uh, consequences and repercussions of your actions. And, you know, um, being a man is accepting um, your faults and learning from those faults and hopefully, um, 
you know, I'm going to pray for him that he comes out on the other side of this. Um, you know, like Rochelle said, you know, this probably wasn't the first time he said that. Um, and, um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely uh, hurt his career tremendously. Um, you may not see him in a cup call ever again, and maybe rightfully so. Um, like I say, you, you deserve, you reap what you sow. So um, I think he's deserving of, of this punishment, and may, more may come out of it. And um, ultimately, it's his it's his responsibility as a man to accept those consequences and repercussions. And ultimately, he needs to learn from them and grow from them and be a better person because of what's happened. Rochelle, um, uh, you've heard what Jimmy has to say about about what's happened so far. Uh, do you feel it's a, a appropriate action is being taken? And would you be um, how would you feel if Kyle Larson didn't race again in 2020? I feel the actions, you know, the consequences of his actions were appropriate. I feel like he should be punished. He is of a stature where kids look up to him, adults look up to him. You know, he has many fans, and he's on this platform that, you know, unfortunately because of the coronavirus, it's a very popular platform right now, so you kind of have to watch what you do, and he needs to understand that. I know in previous interviews he's kind of, like, said things and kind of, like, laughed them off, um, you know, and not kind of taken seriously, but I, I think, you know, he's to the point where, you know, he's a dad of two kids. He needs to, like, grow up and understand his role and understand that people look up to him all the time. Um, do I think, feel bad if he doesn't race the rest of the year? No. I think, you know, it's what he deserves for right now. Like, you know, now he needs to reflect on what he did and, like, how can he learn from it? And then maybe use his platform, too, to, like, educate people on, on, you know, race relationships in, in America. Or, you know, like he needs to take the time to, like, use his platform for something good. You know, he has to learn from this and then turn around to, like, kind of help other people is what I believe. Uh, Rochelle, hey, very can I, Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. What you can, got? I, can I add something else? Um, yeah. You know, I, I think we talked about it in our group text earlier. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know if, you, if you're going to get to this or not, but um, I – I did not feel his apology was very sincere, um, me personally. Uh, I thought it was rushed. Um, it's, I mean, the video was 42 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I uh, I think you could say a lot more based on what uh, what transpired last night. And um, I, I just don't – I didn't – I felt as though his apology was more so, um, hey, you know what, let me apologize so I can try to salvage whatever relationship that I have with my sponsors, with my team. Um, and I, that it was, to me, I think you, in a situation like that, it needs to be heartfelt. Um, you need to fully, gra- you know, understand uh, what you said. Um, and not only that, you got to speak to to what are you going to do to not allow this to happen again, and how you can infect change into people uh, to make sure that other people don't uh, use that word again. And um, I I just didn't I just really didn't feel his apology was very sincere. Jimmy, I'm glad you brought that up because I I was absolutely that's exactly where I was headed next. We got. 
the first thing that hit me when I saw that apology was that he obviously had just gotten off the phone with Chip Ganassi, and he was just told that uh, McDonald's was likely dropping him and Bank One was likely dropping him, and um, he was in deep shit. That's what I took from that thing. He did not say uh, he did not say he let down um, you know all the kids that looked up to him. He did not say that he was going to um, reflect inwardly and figure out how to do that. He, he what he looked like was a kid who was just suspended from Chip Ganassi Racing, and he's 27. He's not a kid, but a, but a kid who just got suspended from Chip Ganassi Racing and didn't have a PR guy to help him to figure out exactly what he needed to say. I, I feel like he wanted to be sincere, but I also feel like his world was crashing so bad that he what he said almost damaged him, in my opinion, Jimmy, because he didn't say any of the things that you just said. It looked to me like he was throwing someone out there real quick. The 42-second thing is just, I, I hope to God, it's just bad coincidence. Uh, he, he's really not having a bad day, or not having a really bad day if that's what it is. But I just thought his apology was complete horseshit. I didn't believe one second of it. What I believed was I just watched a young man lose millions of dollars, in his, and, and he was worried. Uh, I did not get anything that he was going to move forward in a positive light, do whatever it took to show that that's not the kind of person he is and, and blah, blah, blah. Rochelle, the, go ahead, Jimmy. Real quick, real quick, the reason why I say that, right, is because, um, to me, his apology, some people would take his apology for that, and it's an apology. Mm-hmm. But me as an African-American male, um, you know, I take his apology in a different light because of the word that he used. Yeah, and I just felt like he could have, he could have used so many more words and mm-hmm. been more contrite and sincere uh, to really make people understand uh, the the gravity in which the situation that he's in. And uh, to me, I just didn't, I didn't feel that. And, Jimmy, um, it should have come last yeah. night. He knew last night he was in deep shit. Instead, he waited until his morning until he could talk to Chip Canassi and all these other people. He should have immediately issued a policy and said, hey, an incident happened tonight. I feel absolutely horrible. He should have pulled off the track immediately. He, I mean, he, somebody should have said in his ear, hey, man, you need to stop right now, and you need to get ahead of this thing right now. You continue to play this game, makes you look like an asshole. Um, Rochelle, the apology from – uh, from Kyle Larson. Did you feel like he meant it? Did, how, how did you take his apology um, all the way out there in California? I mean, it, it did seem like it was just like when you put something out here quick, you know, not thinking, you know, now that you've made the mistake, let, like, let's be thoughtful and then how you're going to go forward from it. And that's how it should have been. Like, take the time to, like, you know, write it out, run it past someone, like, think about it and just truly be sincere in it. And, you know, it's less than a minute. I mean, I can say I'm sorry in less than a minute too, but yeah. it's just, it was just, you know, it, it wasn't very thoughtful. And you should have taken the time to, like, really explain, like, how sincere, um, apologetic he was for the incident. Yeah, I think what you said, Rochelle, is probably a hell of a lot more concise than what Jimmy and I said, but we got there. The fact of the matter is, if you are going to do an apology of this magnitude, uh, you make it right. You don't half-ass an apology for 42 seconds. And, and I mean, you've got to get it all out there. And, and is, I mean, there's, I cannot believe somebody around Kyle Larson th- didn't, didn't tell him, don't do that. This, this is what you need to do. I mean, I just, 
it just seemed befuddling to me that he would make it worse by by, by that kind of dumbass dumbass apology. Um, as we're moving forward here, uh, Jimmy Wags, you and I got into a discussion this morning. I personally believe that as long as any form of that word is being portrayed, period, incidences like this are going to happen because some people think if it's okay for somebody to say it, it's okay for me to say it. Jimmy Wags, you have a um, kind of a different take on that. Tell me, tell me what, um, why your opinion may differ from mine on that. Well, I mean, as a as a black man in this country, um, our culture has accepted the word. I've grown up in it. I've had family members use it around me. Um, I've gone to predominantly uh, African American uh, high schools. Um, and the the word is used regularly. Does it make it right? It does. And um, you know, a lot of people will say that you know what? A lot of people before me and before my lifetime fought, gave up their lives uh, to end social injustice and racism and bigotry in this country. And uh, you know, I I can't say what caused that word to be adopted uh, in a certain variation in the African-American community. Um, I can't say that, you know. I don't know what, uh, how that came about. Um, you know, this, this incident really made me understand that, you know what, as, as much, if I continue to use a variation of that word, you know what, I'm fueling the fire to, to make other people think that uh, it's okay to use it. And, um, you know, nobody's, only a, only certain people know what it's like to grow up in my skin and 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 and, and ultimately through the people in my culture um and um you know it doesn't make it right that we use that word so a variation of that word so frequently and so regularly and um you know I'm going to make it my damnness to make sure that I don't use it um and and hopefully you know us as an African American culture can kind of take something from this and you know if we don't use it that makes other people know that hey it's not okay to use the word i don't care what variation you use it in um so well know, Jimmy, i'm gonna I try my best to, to make sure that i don't use it myself i i can't remember the last time that word or variation of that word was used around me You've never used that word uh, around me. I'm not going to act like I know what it's like to be um, uh, a person other than uh, me in this country, but I can tell you this. I'm proud of you regardless of how you do for this, but you to look inwardly and to make that decision to do that, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm damn sure um, proud of you for that. Rochelle, the form of that word um, used by anybody, what, what's your feeling about, about that word? It, it's it's going to come up. Everybody on Twitter seems to think they have it all figured out. But what do you think about it, Rochelle? I, you know, I agree with Jimmy. Just, you know, people, I think people outside of the black culture think it's okay to use it because they hear us use it. You know, they see it in videos and hear it in rap songs or hear it in music, you know, or hear it wherever. And so they think, oh, well, okay, I can use it. I'm not directing it at someone, but I can yeah. still use it. And I don't think that's right. Like, there's so many other words we can use besides that word. And it, especially since that word has such a um, such a strong, um, there's so much history behind it. There's such a strong yeah. history of hate behind it. And 
it's just like we're continuing it. And, you know, like younger kids, like my husband was talking last night, he was like, oh, online when you're playing video games, you know, Call of Duty or whatever, he's like, yeah. kids are saying it left and right and right. And yeah. he's like, they have no idea what that word means or the, the history yeah. behind it or the hate behind that word. So, you know, they're hearing it somewhere else. So, you know, I don't think we should use it at all. And, and like, Jimmy, like, I've used it in the past and, you know, it's just been said around me and whatever. But, yeah, I think it's time for us to take a strong stand against it. Like, stop using that word. And, like I said, there's thousands of other words we can use that mean something different or, like, you know, anything else that, that we can use instead of that word. You know, it's interesting you mentioned your husband playing Call of Duty because now I remember the last time I heard that word. My brother, Bro Bro, and I used to play. Now, Jimmy Wags, this is before, way before the iRacing thing, but we used to play Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare together on our Xboxes. And we used to get online with our little headsets and talk to each other as we were running around shooting people. And that was a phrase that everybody else that we played with would use all the damn time. Um, it was it was pretty regular, so we ended up quit using the headset. We just talked to each other on a phone while we were playing, couldn't hear our teammates when we were running around there. But it is very rampant in the in the younger. Uh, it seems to me a lot of younger anybody fifty year old that uses any variation of that word absolutely knows uh, it's a no no. Okay, I, I I fear that young Kyle Larson, and, and this is the the biggest travesty to me as far as I'm concerned. Young Kyle Larson came in here. Johnny Hayes, um, one of my best friends I've ever had in my life, told me five or six years ago that he Junior is going to retire at some point, and he wanted his son to get into into racing and have somebody he could follow for a long time. He went and bought his son a bunch of forty two gear, and today there is no forty two gear in in Johnny's house. He went and got rid of the shirts, the cars, everything else, and had to have a talk with his son. And, and listen, this may sound this may sound like he's overreacting to some people, but fact of the matter is these are young, impressionable people that grow up. They have to know that this is not okay. They, they just have to know that you don't, you don't say things like that. You don't disrespect hundreds of years of oppression and that sort of thing by uttering any form or variation of that word. And, and I, it's not easy discussion to have with your kids. It's not one that you want to have. You don't want to have to bring this up, but when the opportunity arises, you got to do exactly what, what Johnny's doing and, and say, hey, this is not something we stand for and that sort of thing. And that brings me to this, Jimmy Wags. It seems to be, other if it wasn't for today's incident or last night's incident, I would have said Kyle Larson's a good guy. I still say Kyle Larson is probably a damn good guy. We all make mistakes. Uh, none of us are without sin. There's probably all of us listening to this right now probably sinned sometime in the last 24 hours. Nobody's perfect. I, I gotta believe that um, Kyle Larson is. I would. I wanted his apology to say something to the effect that he's gonna show everybody what kind of person he is. That's not him. Blah blah. blah. Just. But I didn't hear that. I would like to think that he is going to better himself. I'd like to think that he's going to get a second chance. But fact of the matter is that second chance ain't anytime soon. And and I think that at some point. We have to love our brother, and, and we have to, once he's done his due diligence, gone through the recovery program, whatever it takes to get him there, I, I mean, we can't just, you know, toss him away. But we, there's got to be a period of time where he's got to be contrite and come back the right way. I, agree or disagree, Jimmy? Uh, no, I agree. He, uh, but it's, 
it's going to be on him 100% yeah. on how, what he can do to better himself. Obviously, NASCAR is sending him to sensitivity uh, training, but to me, he's going to have to do more than that to redeem himself uh, with, me, with me, even me personally. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I can't speak for everybody else. So, um, can that's one of those. He might, you know, um, you know, he may not. You know, it, it really yeah. all depends on what avenues that he wants to take uh, to to make people understand that this isn't him. And he, it may very well not be him. It, it honestly yeah. could be a mistake. But me personally, my opinion. Just from the way he said it, I think he said it multiple times. Oh, it wasn't a mistake. Um, Let's and, make no um, mistake you know, about it's this. Just, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna take uh, a a lot of time and a and a and a lot a lot of um, you know personal reflection and and trying to help other people um, for him to to redeem himself. In my eyes, uh, Rochelle, you've heard Jimmy say he's. You know, this is a pretty individualistic thing. He doesn't know. Um, it, it, he doesn't know exactly what it's going to have to take to get it, but he'll know when it when it happens. Is there anything? Are you the same way, or is there what? What do you think? Did you, first of all, I mean, do, do you agree that um, uh, in second chances for him, and and do you have any idea what how you're going to what is going to what is going to be the parameters that you see that now tells you okay, I, I guess I can start. Um, you know, rooting for the guy or at least, you know, be okay with him being on a track? Um, I mean, I think it's going to, you know, I, I don't know the time frame it's going to take him to do anything, but I would like to see, like, him make an effort. Like, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to do something in front of the camera, but I would at least like him to come forward and say, like, okay, this is what I've been doing my time off. You know, I've been working with these groups. I've been doing this, X, Y, Z. I've been reflecting on, on my actions and um, and the consequences of it. Um, am I ever going to cheer for him again? Probably not. To be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Kyle Larson is a great guy. I'm, I'm sure he's a great father, great husband, you know, brother or son or whatever. But it does make you kind of look at him a little differently, and you kind of, do, um, in my eyes, kind of get that side eye, like, okay, what are you really thinking? You know, there's a little bit yeah. of doubt. Yeah. And um, so I don't know if I personally will be cheering for him again. But um, I would definitely say, like, if he can come back and say, look, look, I understand, you know, my actions and kind of consequences from it. This is what I've learned. This is what I've done. And this is how I'm going to go, do, you know, go forward. This is how I'm going to be. And I'm not going to say that word any longer. And I'm going to ensure that my kids know that, you know, there's there's a, a bad, hateful history behind that word. And yeah. um and make sure my friends are, you know, if he can come forward and say stuff like that, you know, then, yeah, you know, it would be fine. I think we could all make peace with it if if something like what you just described um, happens, Rochelle. But I, I can tell you this. Um, based on what I've seen, the 42-second clip that I've seen from him today, which is probably immediately after he found out that McDonald's was working on their termination clause. Bank One was working on their termination clause. I would like to think that he'll he'll be able to pull it together. He'll learn from this, and he'll be a better person. Let's forget about his damn racing career. Because fact of the matter is, I couldn't care less about his racing career. What I care about is the fact that he had all these young fans, all these young fans looking up to him, and 
fans that were looking up to him because he's a biracial kid, that he's that he's not had it easy, that he's done all these things. And what, I mean, I just that I cannot imagine. Um, I, I literally cannot imagine. I mean, Johnny Hayes, Johnny's uh, son is a biracial son. I mean, that's one of the reasons why he went and did that. And now we've got all this damage that we have to fix. This is not an overnight thing, in my opinion. This is a years-long thing. I personally don't care if I ever see Kyle Larson race again. Um, I would like to think that he'll grow as a person and that sort of thing. But I, I, I honestly, if I never see him again, I never see him again. I, it, he, forget about racing. This is real life. We got to deal with and we got to move forward with. And I, I, I want him to get his shit straight before he does anything else. Because fact of the matter is, he was at the pinnacle. He was getting ready to make millions upon millions of dollars going to the forty-eight. Um, and now I, I don't think he's going to do anything but ride dirt for the next couple of years. Jimmy, why do you have any, I'll, what do you I'll, think he's going to happen to it? I'll be honest, man. Um, if, if the dirt racing community allows him to, to just drop down and race in this series, I would be just as disappointed, um, in them as I am in him. Yeah. Um, because if they allow him to do that, and they're saying, okay, well, okay. you know what, it's okay, and it's not. Yeah. Um, he needs to take the time to understand what he said, and he, like Rochelle said, he needs to figure out a way to to find his way to helping kids of uh, you know all different types of races, minority races, um, understand what that word means and not to use it anymore, and um, you know, how they can impact their cultures and not using the word anymore. So, um, you know, me personally, I won't root for him anymore. Um yeah. even if he makes it back, um I won't I won't personally root for him anymore. I won't either and I'll tell you it like this. People think this there I've seen a lot of you know, the idiots come out when something something important like this happens. Um, there's tons of idiots all over the place. Unfortunately, Jimmy Wags, I saw you talking to one of those idiots, Nancy Raincloud, um, on the uh, on the on the Twitter machine. But fact of the matter is, this is such a big deal when Mason Rudolph supposedly or um, uh, what the hell is the the guy's name from Cleveland? Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett accused him of that. It literally. Um, it was yeah, it was two sides. In fact, the matter is, Mike Tomlin came out and said, "Hey, let me tell you something. Miles Garrett is lying, and I'm telling, I'm sharing this because he is potentially costing my, Mason Rudolph millions of dollars on a free agent market. And and when you look at it from from that from that sense, it is extremely important to to." to to, to learn from these things, even things that weren't said. If they're, look at what it caused. We aren't even sure if what was – if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, he absolutely said it. If you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, he didn't say anything at all. But this is such a big thing. It, it just it's, – it's not going away anytime soon, and rightfully so. We're not going to grow as a society, as a community, if we let anything like this pass. Now, that doesn't mean that I want to um, tie him to a stake and, and throw rocks at him uh, until he's learned his damn lesson. But the fact of the matter is, um, I, as okay, I am seriously now considering sponsoring Jimmy Wags 
um, in the carburetor cup because he's got three wins under his belt. Well, if Jimmy Wags comes out and says something really stupid, um, you think I'm going to – and I'm only, I'm only giving him $5. Damn, Rochelle, I got five bucks to spend. I'm going to give it to Jimmy Wags. I'm taking from him in a damn heartbeat. McDonald's is giving him millions of dollars. Why would McDonald's want to be associated with that shit? It just makes no sense to me, Jimmy. Yeah, it um... – you know, I, I like I said, I I just I agree with uh, their decision, and um, you know, we kind of talked through our our uh, text group. You know, what is this gonna, what repercussions is this gonna have on the team? And um, mm-hmm. it sucks that you know, um, I'm sure McDonald's and Credit One Bank are talking that uh, Ganassi Racing about maybe even reducing some races because of the talent that yeah. they may be putting in the car and yeah. You know, that unfortunately might affect other people's jobs at Chip Ganassi Racing. So, yeah. you know, this doesn't just affect him and affect his career. This will have ramifications on others as well, you know. Um, well, so, no. Just even the image of NASCAR, because now this is like, you know, I look on Twitter and this is like yeah. Sports Illustrated, it's on Sports Center, it's on TMZ Sports, all the, you know, so now this is out there like, oh, look at the NASCAR drivers. They, you know, yeah. there's this image of they use this word, you know, it's, it's still a racist sport or whatever. Yeah. It, you know, it's just, it's not only him and Chip Ganassi Racing, but it's, it's NASCAR in general. Yep. I yeah. Agree. It's funny you say that because literally this is the worst possible time. And I mean mm-hmm. possible time to say something like this because there's nothing going on. And all it does for literally the entire world to sit back and go, yep, bunch of racists running around, uh, racist rednecks running around in NASCAR. And, and that, uh, listen, th- there's a reason why, uh, th- there's absolutely a reason why that that is a stigma because it used to be full of a bunch of racist rednecks. It's not anymore. And unfortunately, because of this incident, it, it all it does is shut – well, they, you know what? You can't change uh, – what is it? You can't – a leopard can't change the spots or something like that. I don't know. But that's what NASCAR is getting the connotation of. So after years and years and years of not having an incident, now we're going right back to having to defend it again, and it literally sucks for everybody. There's not one person that is winning here, not even whoever takes drives a 42, because all of a sudden now that whoever – and it, I mean, we're not going to speculate here, but it's probably going to be somebody like Ross Chastain. But the fact of the matter is that's what they're going to talk about while he's driving that car, and that's not what he wants. No, none of us fans want to have to listen to this to people that don't like NASCAR, our friends or whatever. The NASCAR community does not need any. We saw, uh, nothing, we got on Barstool Sports, uh, the, 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 the viewership is rising. All this kind of stuff is taking off, and now all of a sudden it's, it's a, a racist redneck sport again. And the damage done by, um, by young money, as they call them, uh, is, is, is gonna, it's going to take a long time to figure out just exactly um, uh, you know what it was, but uh, um, uh, Pfizer, uh, I think it's Pfizer terminates. Uh, I'm, I'm just reading this from Bob Tockers. Um It's a point of sale platform terminates Larson sponsorship. Uh, their statement today was: We denounce the language used during Sunday's iRacing event. We support the actions taken today by NASCAR and the Chip Ganassi Racing Team, and are terminating our sponsorship of Kyle Larson. So, Jimmy, you said it. 
it looks like people are um, going to stay with Chip Ganassi. Thank God Chip Ganassi did the right thing and immediately suspended him without pay um, and, uh, and that sort of thing. And I think because Chip Ganassi is who he is and the team is who they are, you know, they're, they're still going to, you know, retain some of that sponsorship money. But, hey, you're right. There's people going to lose some jobs over this because they're not paying anybody else the kind of money Kyle Larson was getting. Um, Rochelle, your husband plays Call of Duty. Does he still play Call of Duty, Rochelle? Uh, he hasn't fired up the video machine lately, but I'm sure it'll be coming on soon. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's, that's crazy because I've played a lot of PUBG over here last uh, um, over the last couple weeks here. But Jimmy Wags, and I, I let, let's I want the world to know that I bragged upon you in our little group chat um, that uh, um, you won free races now. And your first of all. You literally uh, texted the group and said that you absolutely sucked at eye racing. It was harder than you thought. You're on a podcast two weeks ago talking about how difficult it was, and lo and behold, two weeks later, you've got three wins under your belt. How does it feel to be a winner in the eye racing series, buddy? Uh, it felt great, man. That first win uh, in the Street Talk series, it uh, it was awesome, man. I the guy I raced for the win, uh, we raced clean and. Uh, with two to go, I, I kind of gave him a push down the front straightaway at Charlotte and just gave him enough a little nudge to run him up the track just a little bit. I rattled his cage a little bit and <laughs> got by him, and um, it, it was awesome, man. And um, I had the the next race uh, I, I uh, registered for, I won that one. I led 15 laps of that race, and um, the carburetor cup is a little different. It um it allows rookie licensed drivers to to race the current Cup cars. Mm-hmm. So it's a different track week to week, and this week it was Vega. I'll be damned if it took me five races to kind of get my my feet under me, and <laughs> you know everything's unpredictable at Vega. And there's a lot of guys obviously on there that uh, you know uh, they you know they step on that pecker as you like to say uh, when it comes to racing or I racing and uh, yeah. I just uh, I just put myself in a position to be there at the end and qualify first and led a bunch of laps and I just got lucky. A couple lap cars in front of me decided to push each other and wind up wrecking into the leader and like you know on Easter you know uh, yeah. the good Lord let the seas part and and I came on through the other side and I crossed the line first so. It's fun, uh, man. It's nothing like it's nothing. You know, all of us have a competitive side, especially if we love sports. Uh-huh. And uh, obviously, in NASCAR, we love to talk trash about our guys beating each other's guys. And uh, it's nothing like I don't care if it's not real, if it's a video game. It's nothing like winning and being first. And uh, it was phenomenal, man. So well, I, can tell I, you I can't wait to to win my, win the next one. I, I, Rochelle, I'd like to record reflect that I normally put my foot in my mouth, but Jimmy Wags just compared the parting of the Red Sea to him winning a damn iRace event on Easter Sunday. I want everybody to know I did not say that. That was Jimmy Wags. You can talk to him at J- Jimmy Wags on Twitter um, uh, and give him all the grief that you want to. Rochelle, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Jimmy's going to step in and – um, host some of these shows uh, this summer while I'm uh, uh, running around, hopefully back to work as normal as everybody else. But uh, he's probably going to need a little bit of help in there. So don't don't 
be expecting a phone call um, from Jimmy, but how are you doing out here in all this COVID thing? Are you still able to work? Are you working from home? You you still at the, uh, where you're at? What are you doing? Yeah, so um, right before they shut down L.A. County, um, our office building actually closed, and so those that work remote are working remote from home. So I've been working from home. This is week three. Yay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love my commute because I literally go from <laughs> the living room to the dining yeah. room table, so uh-huh. it's it's nice. But um, it's, it's not so bad. It's actually not so bad. Once you get into the routine, it's not so bad. But um, yeah, it's been. I mean, the funny thing I always tell everybody: we t- we take a walk because um, my husband actually still has to go to work, yeah. and so when he comes home, we take a, a walk, and that's like my outing of the house for the day. And it's nice because <laughs> people now are like saying hi to each other. We see this yeah. one gentleman sitting outside drinking wine, playing music. Uh, we wave to him. You know, yeah. it's it, it, it's very interesting. Like people are, are a lot more talkative and a lot more friendlier now. Well, that's a, there's some good that'll come out of this. I tell my my uh, uh, my daughter all the time. She 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 can be a little bit of a worrier, and I tell her all the time, hey, as long as you're looking at the negative, that's what you're going to see. But just turn around, look at some of the positive things that are happening out there. Uh, Jimmy Wags is is now a a, a winner in iRacing racing for Pete's sake. Who would have ever thought that? Uh, he's got COVID to thank for that. We're all getting a little bit closer to each other. Um, did, uh, Rochelle, do you get dressed every day? I do. Okay. Every day. Well, yeah. you're still maintaining. So you're doing it the right way. I got buddies yeah. at home that haven't been out of their boxer shorts in two weeks, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta get some normalcy to you for Pete's sake. Jimmy Wags is going to work. I'm going to work, but you know, I worry about some of my I, Johnny Hayes. I'm not sure he's done anything but bitch about how dirty the house is for the last three weeks. Jimmy, um, <laughs> yeah, he I mean, uh, he texted us yesterday, man. He went, he said he went full house cat yesterday, man. Yeah. I, I got a little worried. Yeah, he went full house cat and yelled at the entire family on it while the Red Sea was parting for Jimmy Wags to get his first carburetor <laughs> cup victory. Uh, poor Johnny Hayes was at home uh, um, putting his family through the ringer because uh, he, he'd been home too damn long. But hey, everybody, listen, let's let's keep continue taking uh, care of each other. Um, if you're out in public, do what things you're supposed to do. You know, protect the elderly, protect the sick, uh, or those that are uh, likely to get uh, COVID if it's there. Uh, wear a mask, hand sanitizer, social distance yourself. Um, let's all be safe. We're going to get through this quick. Listen, it's uh, very unfortunate for everybody involved with the incident that happened with Kyle Larson. He absolutely 100% will not be a part of Chip Ganassi Racing by the end of this week, I, uh, I believe. I believe there's going to be somebody else. At some point, that'll be slated for that car, but I don't think they're going to make that announcement anytime soon. I think they're going to need to wait until they see when they're going to go racing, and they got a lot of things to work out between now and then, and, and most of it's financial. But um, I'm going to let uh, – Rochelle, I'm let you finish it. Jimmy Wags, you got anything for the good of the community, bud, before we sign off? No, nah, man, just like you said, you know, uh, hopefully everybody's staying safe. Obey your social distancing rules, guys. I mean, um, I've – you know, we heard reports about people having parties, and a lot of people, a lot of people get sick. And um, you know, we we want to stop the spread. We want to we want to stop the curve. So, everybody, make sure you social distance, wear your mask, wash your hands, twenty seconds, and um, you know, hopefully in a few weeks we'll slowly start to to reopen the country and and we get back to to watching the sport that we love, and that's NASCAR. So. Well said, Rochelle Boykin. You got any parting shots for us here? 
Well, also during this time, um, take the time to reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Just check on somebody. Just you know, like a, a simple little text, like, "Hey, how's it going? How are you doing?" Um, you'd be amazed, but I find some of my friends that just love the just a little like text, like, "Hey, how's it going?" and just checking on them to make sure they're all right. So just check on your friends, your family, cousins you haven't talked to in a while, and your neighbors. You know, just make sure everybody's doing okay. Let me tell you something, Rochelle. That's excellent. I'm glad you mentioned that because. Uh, Jimmy, I'll, I'll tell you off the air who 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 I'm talking about. But Friday, I was driving by a buddy's house that I haven't talked to or seen um, since January, and I said, "Damn it, I need to send him a text and check up on him." Well, that son of a bitch texted me yesterday before I could do it, Jimmy, and I felt I was like, "You know, I can't believe this. I was going to text you Friday and drove by your house, and I come in. I can't say that now because it looks like I'm not being sincere. But I was so upset that I didn't do it, and he absolutely reached out to me. And Rochelle, you're right; it was cool to hear from him. Uh, we spent 15 minutes catching up and and all that kind of stuff, and it was really nice to do. I'm pissed that I didn't jump out first, but. Let's take care of each other. Let's reach out to everybody, somebody we haven't uh, spoken to. And, Lord God Almighty, if there's somebody out there you need to get right with or at least you need to um, uh, have a, a deep conversation with, get that shit over with now. We ain't got nothing else to do. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's make our little world a little bit better. For Rochelle Boykin, for Jimmy Wags, I'm Datto. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good week. <laughs>